0: You need to embrace capitalism.
1: RKA! I don't even know what that means, but I love it! It is this hope, which is the lever of progress.
0: My favorite fed. To keep
1: one's reactions warm and true. And they attack us because we're over there. Is to have found the secret of perpetual youth.
0: Man, you're too pretty to be a libertarian. And perpetual youth is salvation. Salutations, SAS Stackers, and Ken. You're listening to a boy named Sue. That is Mr. Sushi you, a.k.a. Phil Gibson. Again, now on the Bitcoin Made Simple podcast network. Fabulous. Great to be here. And today I have a shorter episode, but it's pretty jam-packed and concise with great Bitcoin info. I interviewed Nicholas Gregory of Mercury Wallets, another Layer 2-ish Privacy, wallets, we just get into it. It's a really great thing that they've come up with, great innovation, and it's just amazing to be able to talk to these people and see the development of Bitcoin and things on on top of it in real time, and these ideas of privacy and self-sovereignty just manifesting themselves. So... It was pretty jam-packed, and I really do appreciate Nicholas for his time, and as well as shout-out to Shinobi, who actually got this together. I got to meet both of them in Miami, and he's like, Phil, here, have Nick on your show. I'm like, okay. So that's how we got to where we are, and honestly, we also wouldn't be here without our lovely sponsor, Shift Crypto. Go grab yourself a nice, sexy, sleek, and voluptuous BitBox O2. Do sleek and voluptuous go together, or does sleek kind of infer more slender, but voluptuous is curved? I guess you can have both. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's Luke's thing. He's I don't know what weird stuff he's into, but it's his favorite, sexiest, sleekest hardware wallet, and also pretty simple to use as well. And not your keys, not your coin. And if you listen to the News Made Simple episode yesterday, because this is airing on Friday, it's a fresh fill Friday for you. you, then you would have listened to Bitcoin mooning and the whole run on the exchanges and basically the exchanges don't have your Bitcoin, man. And yeah, like I said, this is how Bitcoin moons. Because not your Keys not your Coin, and there's going to be a lot of demand, and people can't get their Bitcoin. That they believe that these banks, let's call them for what they are, these banks actually have your coin on there, but they don't, because it's not your coin. It's their coin that they don't have, because they're rehypothecating it and they're insolvent. And that's just how every other banking crisis occurs. So, BitBox O2, you can snag yourself a discount with the promo code. BITCOIN MADE SIMPLE, all caps, no spaces, BITCOIN MADE SIMPLE, get yourself 5% discounts and tell them the BITCOIN MADE SIMPLE network sent you, but tell them Phil sent you, because I'm awesome, right? That's why you're here, that's why you're listening to this, I think, whatever, it's my Saturday, today's Thursday for me, whatever, anyway, enjoy this conversation with myself and Nick. And again, thank you, Nick, for your time and all your dedication you're putting into the space. Thanks, Shinobi, for setting this up. And thank you to you, the listeners. And make sure you rate, subscribe, and review the podcast. Leave it five stars and share it. I'm, I'm very, very pleased and excited for the work I'm able to do with Corey and Luke. And I think a lot of great things are happen to have yet to come, especially the more that we see this play out in the macro. So... As always, own your failure because God knows our so-called leaders do not. Peace out, Sayonara. adios. Until next time, doodles. Salutations, Seth stackers and kin. You're listening to a boy named Sue. That is Mr. Sue to you, aka Phil Gibson. And today I am graced with the presence of Nicholas Gregory, and we are here to talk about Mercury Wallet and himself and what he's got going on. So, Nicholas, if you just want to do like a short introduction of yourself real quick and how you kind of got into Bitcoin and I know that you worked in the uh, legacy financial uh, banking industry as well which is very interesting. I'm curious if you have any uh, you know uh, insider like stories or just seeing what life was like on the inside and how you kind of uh, compare and contrast that to the Bitcoin world but uh, just just take it away.
1: Hey yeah thanks for having me on your show. Um, yeah my name is Nick. Gregory, I'm a software engineer by trade. As you said, I used to work for the banks uh, first in London, then in New York. Um, so more on the trading side. And then I, I got into Bitcoin around 2012. Just, um, you know, being in the tech scene, I saw it a few times mentioned in certain places. And I had, a, I, I had a friend who wanted to look at mining it, got too late for the mining, but you know, ended up, you know, wanting to like help out, be involved, buy, play with it, and uh, eventually founded a company called Commerce Block. Uh, originally, we were doing kind of like Bitcoin side chains. That didn't really work out, if we're honest. There was no real demand. But then we we moved to like building a different type of layer two for Bitcoin, and that's state chains. And from that, we've built Mercury Wallet, which is the first kind of state chain implementation.
0: Yeah, and you actually found Bitcoin through through joining your your local fights club in a way, and you were paying your your sensei or whatever uh, in Bitcoin to join, and I think. That same uh, instructor was teaching Roger Ver, and oh, that story. To- Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you probably heard. Yeah. No, so you probably heard the Nick Garter podcast. So though I used to, um, I still do train in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I was in the showers with one of the instructors, as you do. And he was making a joke about how he got. You know, He he asked. We were talking. Somehow crypto came in the scene, and he knew I was in crypto. And he he kind of made a joke about some student once kind of paying him bitcoin and he was pressed off of it because probably felt it wasn't that much money and then we literally go on his uh, wallet afterwards on blockchain.com i think his password could have been password or something really basic and put it this way his eyes popped out at how much money that bitcoin was worth so he spent five years angry and then he ended up being pretty happy yeah that student was roger that student was roger there so
0: yeah it's Bitcoin's the, the gift that keeps on giving when you least expect it. graduate and suddenly all yeah. that fun bitcoin cliches that we all love and appreciate is bitcoiners yeah. so uh just just quick any any interesting anecdotes of working for the banking industry like what got you interested in finance but then like also software
1: well i was, I was working in distributed computing beforehand building kind of like calculation tr- grids working for object databases so I got into banking when they you know banks were looking at pricing derivatives much more you know doing Monte Carlo simulations on them so I came in as a, an experienced person in discrete computing but I guess after to be honest, the first year year and a half I, it was a lot of fun I was working on the trade floor, you know a lot of parties it was, <laughs> it was a fun place then 2008 happened and obviously a lot of the financial situation was stained and but then a lot of the software you were building then became very regulatory heavy you know everything needed five databases everything needed two project managers so i guess it kind of got boring i got to a point where I'm, i can't do this for the rest of my life and started looking at the startup scene you know consulted for a few startups and through there got into bitcoin but,
0: yeah know, that was my journey <laughs> so let's get into really what is Mercury, but I mean, let's start with the the company you started. What was the main problem that you saw in Bitcoin? And why is it that you found state chains? Maybe explain what exactly is a state chain, like explain like in five. And also maybe the the differentiation of using Wasabi and coin joining versus what. Uh, Mercury allows with coin swaps, so I guess let's start like the problem solution that you found coming into Bitcoin and why you saw that this calling to create what you created.
1: Yeah, so I think you know, I'm a fan of Bitcoin clearly, but I think when I first got into it, clearly there there was usability issues like you know, the 10 minute block time. <laughs> yeah, you're not no one's going to wait at a coffee shop for 10 minutes yeah, hoping, and that's not probably longer than that really. But anyway, so. I wanted to get into Bitcoin layer too. I saw it as an interesting protocol and I wanted to work on software building on top of that. And, you know, the idea of state chains came from a guy called Ruben Samson who wrote the paper. And, you know, at some point during Bitcoins, uh, while working at Commerce Block, me and my co-founder looked at it and, you know, at the time it was seen as something that couldn't be built because of limitations of Bitcoin. But we felt we had some ideas around that to make it work. and. Yeah, we decided to put a year and a half into building it and essentially what is a state chain it's it really is a side chain for coins so you know what a, a utxo is it's basically a representation of, of a certain amount of bitcoin you have which matches the private key a state chain lets you move around private keys so it'd be no different than me writing a private key on a piece of paper and then giving it to you now you probably think that's great but think of all the problems like yeah, what happens if i remember the private key so yeah, there's some funky cryptography that basically allows us to move private keys around where we're sharing the key, the key with a, a, a centralized entity. And at no point that centralized entity has custody, but it cooperates with the, the current user of the, of, of the state coin, which is on the state chain, to move around that coin. And you know, the, the, the term we normally call it is like a virtual open dime. You've probably seen open yeah. dimes. These are virtual open dimes, their ability to private, pass around private keys. And, you know, we don't see it as a competitor to, say, Lightning or, or, you know, sidechains. It's just an alternative. It's better than Lightning in terms of, like, you don't need liquidity in the network. Uh, it's not as good as Lightning in that, um, you know, you can only send private keys around. So if you've got four Bitcoin or 0.4 Bitcoin, that's all you can send around. You can't break it into smaller denominations. So in that level of sense, it kind of complements Lightning quite well. So it's, it's an alternative to scaling. And I, and I think it should be in the stack of, you know, scaling Bitcoin. You know, you have some liquid side chains, you have Lightning, and, and then you have the estate chains.
0: Yeah. So uh, I, I like the idea of the virtual open time. Mm-hmm. So I guess walk me through this. And like, there, there's no mobile application for this yet. Uh, no, it's a de-
1: it's a, yeah. So it's a desktop application.
0: Okay. So, awesome. Yeah. And so I... I have yet to check it out, but basically walk me through just as, as a customer, as a user, I download your app on my computer and yeah. like, what what all does it look like? Walk me through the process yeah. so and it's I just get into like, you know, there's like state coins. So am I going to send Bitcoin mm-hmm. to this wallet? Like, what is that?
1: Yeah, so you download the app, you go on our website, come straight from GitHub, uh, you install it, um, You create a seed, a phrase, 12-word seed. So everyone who has Bitcoin should be familiar with that. And then once you're in the wallet, you can create state coins. And you choose the denomination, is it 0.11, 0.1, or you can make up your own denomination. That creates a kind of a special address, which is kind of shared with the state chain server and you, the client, and you can deposit your coin. So that's basically like creating a virtual open dime and Generating an address and sending the money to it. Once you're in there, that's your state coin. If you know Mercury was to die, you always have a backup transaction to be able to pull that out. So you always maintain custody. So that's really like breaking the you know the, the virtual open dime open, getting private key, and being able to spend it. So you've always got that. In the meantime, you can send it to other people. You know, send it like a normal Bitcoin, but it's instant. It you know, there's no confirmation. There's no you know. 10 minute blocks it's basically an instant transfer one of the first services we built was a way to swap coins so we have these swap pools so you can go in there with say your point 0.1 bitcoin and swap your coin with other coins now it's very different than a coin join where you get first of all it's off chain so there's nothing going on on the blockchain when you swap and essentially you're swapping your history so it's not like a coin join which creates this kind of massive coin join transaction Basically, nothing's actually created. It's all happening off-chain. So, you know, some people are using that to kind of like, you know, swap, swap their history, leave, leave leave the state chain. And, you know, they have basically a brand new coin with different history.
0: Yeah. And like for myself, I'm still so confused, like the difference of actually swapping a coin. So like I have point 0.1, you yeah. have point 0.1, and we give each other like our 0.1s. So, yeah. like, is that the same thing that happens, or like, what is the the distinction between swapping history and actually swapping coins? And again, it's the same like, thing, maybe though, isn't it? I, it's, again, like, okay,
1: if, if me and you were, to, if me and you were to basically have a, you know, a a dot one open dime each, and we put it in a, you know, let's maybe me, you, and two others, we, we all have a point one open dime. We put it in a jar. We shake it a few times. We pull that coin out, uh, that that open dime out. That's what we've done. We have no idea whose history we got. Could have got the, the same history we put in, but the more people in that jar, the more unlikely that is. But yeah, that's what happens. You're shaking, you're, you're mixing these coins, you're shaking them, you're transferring them. Yeah.
0: And essentially it is the same thing that happens with a coin join on Wasabi, except it is off-chain.
1: Yes, I, I, and with coin joins, you get that big transaction on, on, yeah. on the Bitcoin blockchain, which kind of aggregates all these coins grinds them into different outputs. You don't see any of that on the Bitcoin, on the blockchain with this because this is happening off-chain, and it's a coin swap. It's not creating a special transaction. It's just, yeah, it's no different than you, me and you swapping our laptops or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, which is probably my favorite thing and others' favorite part about coin swaps is that it is, I guess, a way to eliminate the quote-unquote taint that is seen with coin joins. And basically, right. if you have uh, financial surveillance companies, chain analysis, looking for that, if you go on any Block Explorer and you have a UTXO that you coin joined, it will say basically like a little tag of information that this has definitely been coin joined. And yeah, you're like, I well, know. crap. I, I, I don't want that there. So for example, if I had a UTXO that said that, I could take that utxo send it to mercury wallet and basically just get a brand new utxo of the same value that is quote unquote
1: clean yes and no so like you know whether there's a positive there's a negative with a coin join you do get these tainted coins Uh, you get this one uber coin transaction which is all grinded together with a coin swap you don't know who you're swapping with so you may get a, a a worse coin so we do broadcast the swaps we do so if, for example, you were to go into a coin swap and you have got an undesirable coin, like a coinjoin coin, and you know for whatever reason people said, "Why have you got this coin?" You can prove against the Bitcoin blockchain that you participated in the coin swap. So that kind of gets you out of you know, if you've got like a, dirty, you know, a, a right and not a, an undesirable coin. But yeah, it's cleaner on the blockchain in that there's no on-chain taint. But then you do have a risk of getting an undesirable coin. Which I guess then you could right. do a coin join, <laughs> or but you know, we, and we 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 yeah, that that's that's the key difference right now. So
0: so if you actually had a coin join UTXO that you want to swap for again a untainted clean coin, and you yeah. actually got a less desirable UTXO back or piece of Bitcoin yeah. that has already been coin joined, may not not been the same one that you put in, but you just got like you know you it yeah. wasn't clean to your standards. You could actually yeah. put that back in at no fee and potentially receive another clean.
1: So, so you always put, you always create, you always have a fee. Obviously there's always a Bitcoin transaction fee when you come into the state chain, but when you're in the state, the state chain, there is no fee. So you can swap as much as you want. You know, we actually have a button called auto swap where you could just leave it for a few days, (laughs) see what you come (laughs) up with. That's
0: awesome. So after that swap is over, do you not see the result? Of that yes, until you, you it goes, yeah, you would, it settles on chain and you go look on the block. Explorer. No, no, no you,
1: you would see the coin you've got. So if you've you would see the coin and you could look at its history and
0: yeah, awesome. So it do, would have all the details presented if you go yes. use a block explorer yourself.
1: Yes, you would see, yeah, you would be able to match it to the new coin you have.
0: That that really is awesome. And so as far as like the privacy goes is it sort of similar and maybe to the audience, I'm kind of speaking like beyond uh, their understanding, but I've had uh, Nadav Cohen on talking about DLCs and everything. So is it kind of similar to like you as, I guess, like a, a coordinator, like uh, like how Wasabi and Samurai called themselves like a quarter coordinator, but yeah, you, as, like, I would, I- you as a central service, I mean, are you able to know who is using the wallet and the identity of that person and their transaction and all this, or is it kind of like in a DLC, like that Oracle is kind of like blind to who's participating in the values?
1: Yeah, so we're more like a layer two, like running a lightning node or running liquid uh, sidechain. So we're, we're more like that. In terms of who connects to us, you know, we, can, we, we only expose our endpoints via Tor. And when you're participating in a swap, you create a new Tor endpoint anyway. So we're totally blinded and all the information we we have, we 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 publish anyway, which is kind of like the essentially the, the swaps, which mm-hmm. but again, any everyone's open to seeing that. It's all public. And you know, from running your you client, you get access to that. So in that sense, yeah, we yeah, there's nothing we have that you, right. you users wouldn't have.
0: Right. So I mean you publish, it's kind of like proof of swap, I think you even yeah, coined. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we call, it, we call it proof of scam, I think that's what we say Right. So, but, but that's kind of like for a separate issue. So like there is a risk, like as I said, all layer twos, you know, they're not as good as layer ones, and that's why they're faster and cheaper. Um, in theory, if Mercury cooperated with a previous owner, the funds could be taken. However, because every time you do a transfer, you have this kind of back, up, back out transaction. If, for example, you give me, you know, I gave you the, the state coin, I then worked with the guys at Mercury to steal it. You would have a cryptographic proof that we did it. and We call it proof of scam. So you could prove that Mercury misbehaved. And yeah, and, that, and that's a worst case scenario. We, we also have other things to stop that. So we use Intel SGX to prove we deleted the key. So there's multiple layers in our protocol to, to make sure that that can't happen. But yeah, we, 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 we're open about it because you know, that's why we yeah. have this backup transaction that would prove it.
0: And for anyone who doesn't know what that Intel uh, software is or does, what is that?
1: Yeah, so we, we use uh, a, basically a hardware wallet on, on the server, which um, is called um, an HSM hardware specific module. And essentially, it provably deletes that we delete these key shares. So every time a state coin is transferred, a new private key is kept on the back end. We provably, using Intel SGX, prove that we've deleted that key. Now, you know, some people will say, well, can you trust it? Well, yes, we think we can, but there's always an attack. It's one this of the things. This is your friendly
0: reminder to, to, to rate, subscribe, review. It's say the best things, they come in threes, like rate, subscribe, review. If you. if you rated five stars, we can raise the bar. Subscribe so you can stay in tune. And don't forget at the very end to leave a nice review. Something like I love you Sue. Rate right, subscribe review please. Thank you. Not your keys, not your coin. If you're in Bitcoin and you haven't heard this, you're hearing it now. The value proposition of Bitcoin is that you are your own bank. You take complete self-custody of this thing, and you don't need to trust anyone but yourself. As Uncle Ben says, with great power comes great responsibility, and I'm pretty sure that all you Bitcoiner dudes and ladies out there can put on your grown-up pants and take self-custody. Honestly, one of the best options is the Bitbox O2 by Shift Crypto. Because it's just sleek and voluptuous and lovely, and it's user-friendly. And that's what we want out of Bitcoin. We want to be able to store Bitcoin, access it, use it in a way that a toddler can. And that's pretty much what you're getting from the BitBox O2. You've got your cold storage on a hardware device, and you can sleep soundly at night knowing that you're your own bank and no one else can come and steal your Bitcoin. And that's all possible with Ship Crypto's Bitbox O2. So if you want to put on your big boy and big girl pants and be a good Bitcoiner and actually own your money, as opposed to putting it on an exchange or a bank, let's just call them for what they are, a bank, where they're rehypothecating that Bitcoin. And again, this isn't your Bitcoin. If you put it on there, it's theirs. And so it's not... Your money they're losing is their money they're losing because they're trying to use that Bitcoin to make more money. Take the spread, the VIG, if you will. And honestly, they go tits up because they're bad actors and they don't care about you and your wealth because when your Bitcoin's with them, is no longer yours. So if you want to bypass all of that, Go to shiftcrypto.ch and snag yourself a Bitbox O2. Use the promo code Bitcoin made Simple, all caps, no spaces, for 5% off a Bitbox O2 from shiftcrypto.ch. Because self-custody is self-sovereignty. Get that Bitcoin in the right hands. Your hands. That's great. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... Like every every sort of Bitcoin uh, company application like needs some sort of like credibility system, and mm-hmm. just hearing that it's it, it should send send like a market signal. And I think as Bitcoiners, mm-hmm. they're just going to flock to more solutions like that.
1: Yeah, I, I, as I said, I think you know layer 2s aren't finished on Bitcoin, but but they're growing, and we're one of the free layer twos, and we're live, we're public, and I think it gives people an alternative.
0: Yeah, so are you pretty much like the first company to actually successfully make something with a state chain and how do you think you can attract more liquidity and, and usage towards this?
1: Yeah, we're definitely the first. Um, If anyone else has done it, they've they've been in skunk works because we've not heard about it. And we've spoken to Ruben, the the, the guy who wrote the paper about it. So yeah, I I think we're the first, but um, in, in terms of getting more liquidity, I think, there's the, the social aspect of getting on to you know, shows like yours. Then there's the technical aspects where we're going to do more integration. So we, we're trying to integrate into the Lightning Network. So um, that hopefully should be about you know, two months away. I think once we're in Lightning, we, we give an alternative for people going into the Lightning Network, into a state chain and out. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's a problem the toolings. We're integrating with various um, things like Get Umbrel. Uh, and yeah, I think more and more technology integrations that's that's what we can do as engineers you know on the social side you know, go on shows like yours and you know, go to go to a bit more conferences.
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to think of other uh, applications. so if we take lightning, if I'm running a lightning node or and just using like lightning blue wallet, then mm-hmm. I could like go from my lightning my my blue wallet lightning basically to Mercury wallet and send it still like as like a lightning yeah. transaction and yeah, still I mean, use uh, it because, like, still use that Mercury because it's still a UTXO and it's still creating, like, a state UTXO in Mercury because eventually these are still, in a sense, IOUs that eventually settle to Bitcoin eventually. And so yeah, you, I mean, can, you can basically mix or, I'm sorry, swap on Lightning with Mercury.
1: Yeah, so I, 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 that's where we want to be eventually. Our initial use case is that you come in, and you buy one of these, you know, state coins which you know, are empty open dimes with a Lightning payment, and then it's yours. And then you deposit money into it. So you could essentially buy these state coins with Lightning, and I think that kind of gives us a little, you know, kind of entry into Lightning, and it, you know, kind of right. solves it. Actually, increased the privacy of, of 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 the state chain itself because you wouldn't, you know, we all we would see is a Lightning payment coming in. Yeah. Then we sell them a state coin. They then put whatever they want to put on it we have no idea we just see this kind of like you know payment that they made for us in lightning and that's what we transfer and i think that would kind of open up a few use cases on lightning uh, it's interesting you met dlcs because um, um one of the, i think the, one of the guys on the dlc project chris stewart here he tweeted about us a while a few about a week ago saying he's playing with us and he's playing not us uh, with uh, mercury and you know he's, he's thinking of dlc things he could do on that so i, I think when you integrate Lightning with deal, with with uh, state chains, you you have use cases around DLCs that probably haven't been thought of yet.
0: Yeah, and and so you say you said that you buy one of these state coins with Lightning. So yeah. is, is that kind of what by by that do you mean like I use Lightning to buy this, this state coin that's like my ticket to, to entry, and then yeah, after yeah. I buy that yeah. coin, I can send as many UTXOs yeah. or so,
1: L. So think of it, coin. we'd be selling a state coin, which would essentially be an empty. It had no money on it. Clearly, uh, an empty um, what's it called again, It'd be a, like an empty open dime, and then you put money into it. You you then put your Bitcoin into. it. Like I'm it buying
0: an account. It's like an account, like one time. You're, you're, you're buying
1: an empty open dime or an empty ledger. I mean, it, ultimately, it's probably more like a hardware wallet. You're buying a virtual hardware wallet that you can put money into.
0: Wait, would it physically like come to me?
1: <laughs> well, I mean,
0: it's not physically. Or I, um, like, is this all just still theoretically?
1: No, no. So you'd go onto your wallet. You, you would want to buy a state coin. You'd get a Lightning invoice. you pay for it. And then you've got a state coin that you can deposit your Bitcoin into.
0: Okay. Uh, but again, like, if, is there an option for an actual hardware, like, physical device? Oh, uh, no,
1: no, we haven't. Not yet. <laughs> maybe. That's, okay. a, that's an interesting idea in the future, maybe. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Lots yeah. in translation
0: there. But no, that that yeah. would be fun, I guess, like, the more variations of Open Dimes. Maybe yeah. a variation where you don't actually ha- literally have to break it, which in this case, that might be the case because yeah, it's well, not like vi- settled Bitcoin. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is a virtual open time, so very much
0: so. Yeah. No, but like what, what I was saying, like if you actually sold like physical devices, it could be Open Dimes to where like you uh, maybe not have to like break open to access because it's still representing like the state coin in a sense. So, you, yeah, it, the concept is still a physical, like a virtual open dime, but yeah. I'm just curious if maybe there's like a physical, like actual option. I'm just like talking on my ass by now, but.
1: No, no, we thought, obviously, we can't take support from normal hardware wallets because we, you know, cryptography we use. So, you yeah. could, yeah, have a physical representation like that. Yeah, probably a lot of things to think about there.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And what would you personally like to see out of this? Like, what ideas? Do you have, and also what's on the roadmap? And if you can't disclose all of this, that, that's fine. But like, what would you personally like to see? Because again, i I'd like to understanding these things and like abstract them to the point where the layman can understand. It's like problem, solution, identify the problem and then build that solution. So what ultimately out of this do you want to see actually manifest yes. that you the personally short, desire?
1: Yeah, so short term, obviously we you know we would like people to use this. For privacy, and we, we think it's uh, it's such a, a niche use case, but it's useful longer term. You know, I'd say midterm, probably midterm, I would like to people to see state change as a way of you know moving Bitcoin off chain, and alter- not an alternative to like Lightning, but uh, you know solving a different use case to Lightning where there's maybe larger amounts where the liquidity lockups isn't a problem. You know, I've, mm. sp- I've spoken very casually to some like miners who would like to use this to move their Bitcoin around off chain. You you start to look at those use cases. And I think longer term, obviously the key thing, a great thing for us, where if people were building on top of state chains like DLCs, you know, who knows, NFT platforms, (laughs) betting platforms. We're we're not, you know, some people have come onto our group and mentioned things like that. We're we're not actively doing that. But that'd be cool because you know, we've built the protocol. It'd be good for you know, kind of more application developers to build on top of that. But you know, I think that's probably a while away, but that, that, that would be a good end state. Yeah.
0: Anyway, like, is there anything in particular that you are just, like, dying to see be created out of this? Um, like, what does Nicholas, like, need in his life from this thing that he built?
1: Well, it's working, so I'm quite content there. But, um, yeah, more, <laughs> more liquidity, uh, you know, I would like to see it as one of the settlement options of Bitcoin, I think. You know, as, as if you believe in Bitcoinization, which I think you do, you know, there's going to need to be more infrastructure to move large amounts of Bitcoin every day. Um, State change is a bit like a, a, the, the way they move gold. You know, you have all these gold and these vaults, in, in Federal Reserve, or in, in our case, the Bank of England. The gold trades all day long, but, the, but gold never moves. Yeah, yeah. You could see a world where state change is used as a non-custodial, you know, way of trading Bitcoin all day, but the Bitcoin is stayed of, you know, on the blockchain. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So no one actually knows who's trading. Because I think uh, as this this ecosystem matures, we're going to need advanced ways of managing Bitcoin or moving it, you know, you, you can't, I can't see a world where trading shops, you know, look at other people's Bitcoin and see where they're sending it. Having this kind of off chain way to say large amounts, I think is interesting. And I think people will build use cases on top of that.
0: Yeah. And I think this could actually like state chains in general can be applied beyond Bitcoin and listening to your interviews. You do come across as very open-minded and you're a technology Maximalist, as you say, which I really do appreciate. And I've kind of like personally backed off of like, I guess the toxic Bitcoiner and just kind of looking at the technology in itself and how that can be utilized. So, I mean, have you personally considered, I mean, if we go back to to gold and I'm sure there have been like uh, whatever, like GLD, like gold, like blockchain things. But I mean, this sounds like another way for like derivative trading but with, with Bitcoin or Bitcoin well, it, in a way for other assets.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're not doing this at the moment, but the reason we looked at state chains is because we were looking at DLCs. We actually, um, <clears throat> we had a few conversations with the guy you mentioned. was it Nadav Cohen. We actually spoke, no, to him a yeah. Few, yeah, we spoke to him a few years ago. And one of the problems we had with DLCs was that, you know, DLC basically works. Me and you get into a bet. Let's bet on the weather for next week or the Bitcoin price for next week. And an oracle at some point in the future would uh, broadcast a result, and either me or you lose. Now mm-hmm. that's great, but the biggest problem with that, if you've, you know, if you come from traditional finance, which I think you do, if you remember, is that the money is locked up till the bet is known. Yeah, so it's very. It has to
0: go in an escrow yeah. before so, anything happens.
1: Yeah, so in traditional finance, that just wouldn't happen because that's very capital inefficient. The money's stuck; it's not earning interest; it can't be traded. So we originally looked at state change as a way of moving those bets. So if I'm in a bet, but I want to get out of it and sell it to my friend, I can. And that's initially how we looked at state change. That was the, the reason we actually, you know, we're Googling stuff or read Rubin's paper. So, you know, that I think could happen, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of tricky things on the UI, but I think short term or medium term is more about moving, you know, small large, big chunks of Bitcoin off-chain without bleeding any on-chain footprint. And I think that's needed.
0: Right. And again, you still, because markets are built on trust regardless. And so there's yes. still going to be the element of like, can I trust Mercury well, and this
1: company? Yes, and so, especially so, Mercury, in that case where is where is not you're sens- still moving. Yeah. So Go Mercury's ahead. not censorship resistant. You have to kind of trust us to move the money, but it's non-custodial. Yeah. You can always take your money back. So if you're not happy with Mercury or if we get, you know, whatever, if we just vanish for whatever reason, you can always take your funds out. And I, and I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, especially where that trust is an issue with your counterparties. That's where things like Lightning, Lightning and Mercury kind of help. You don't necessarily have to trust your your counterparty.
0: Right, right. And and so have you basically dodged the the need for like liquidity as like money's moving around? Like, have you dodged the bullets of basically like a run on the bank? in this case since it's not it's not
1: custodial yeah yeah it's i mean you don't have to trust the liquidity is not locked up if that's what you mean it's not right it's 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 there i mean you have a private key that you yeah, it's as good it's as normal as a bitcoin private key i mean it is a bitcoin private key there is some just trust assumptions you have to make with mercury but you know you, you are in control of the funds you know ultimately
0: yeah definitely i i feel like I had another question for you, but oh, so um, you may have already answered this, so apologies in advance, but like how exactly like is that being moved? Is it like automatically like with algorithm or is it actual like like key shift, like moving from like one database to the other? How does yeah, that really so work? Yeah,
1: so the technology behind, okay, I'm a software guy I'm not a cryptographer. We do have cryptographers on the team who did some funky stuff, but essentially we use MPC, multi-party computation, And essentially, with a combination of two-party ECDSA, we create this funky private key, which has two parts to it. You, the the guy running the uh, Mercury wallet, has one of the keys associated. We have the other. But, you know, you need to cooperate with us to move the funds or to take the funds out. But if we vanish, you've still got this kind of signed backup transaction to pull the funds out. So it acts like a multi-sig in a sense it yeah it's like it's two-party yeah so it's unlike a multi-sig yeah. it's more yeah it's yeah it's more it's yeah you could think of it that way it's, like lightning are, yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of similarities to lightning there is it's just solving a different problem it's not competitive it's right right it's better it, yeah it's better for you don't need liquidity locked up in the network like you do in the lightning network but you can only send private keys so you can't do you know micro payments fractional you know you can't break mm-hmm. up your denominations
0: and, and so, like, what is the main reason why it's not for micropayments? And I think you, you discuss like, it's easier for accounting or just, like, moving. But
1: because you're, you're uh, essentially, you're, you're backed into dollar bill land. You know, basically, these these state coins represent a fixed denomination, basically, whatever you've put on them. So, you know, you're not going to, yeah. And, and also, there's always going to be that limitation. I mean, uh, you've got to, for the state coin to be worth anything, it's got to be worth more than the Bitcoin transaction fee. Yeah, so yeah, Yeah. because ultimately you want to be able to pull it back on chain. So yeah, and you know, if you've got large amounts, it's it's a bit like going to to back to dollar bills or gold bars. It's not like having micro, you know, payments or unpredictable payments, which is what Lightning's good for.
0: Right. Awesome. I I I think that's very much all the the questions I have. So I mean, Nick, I really do appreciate this, and I'm really excited to see what this stuff looks like and what's going to be built with it and on top of it moving forward. And is there anything that you want to share with the audience for where they can find this and play with it and any, any uh, fun sneak peek releases they should be on the lookout for?
1: Yeah, if you, if you go to mercurywallet.com, you know, have a download if you want some help using it. If you go to our Twitter um you know we our pin message is a youtube video which gives you like a a eight minute tutorial uh you know those are the first places in terms of, yeah we we tweet quite a lot about what we're building integrations coming up we have a discord channel if you want to need any help or if you want to moan at us tell us it's rubbish yeah and you know but yeah have a play i mean it's it's it's
0: Telegram is my all time favorite. Do y'all have a Telegram channel
1: yet? No, but we're probably going to have to get one. We try to avoid Telegrams. You know how Telegram gets botted and spammed. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: much so, <laughs> very much so, much <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah,
0: sorry. Oh, have you by chance hit up BTC sessions to make a tutorial of how this works yet? Funny enough. He, he I think he'd did be a, quite keen on doing it.
1: Well, he did a tutorial about us right at the beginning when we were in alpha. Uh, I think we called ourselves in beta, but, you know, just randomly he messaged us about four months ago, five months ago and did his own tutorial without speaking to us. So we were quite grateful. I did bump into him in Bitcoin Mammy and said, say thank you. But um, yeah, he already, you know, did, did a really nice show about us. And we weren't too happy at the time because we were very much in beta. We thought, oh God, the guy's going to see all these bugs. But, you know, it, was, it turned out okay.
0: Yeah, well, at least, you know, you can count on him to do another one as you all make those updates. But yeah. uh, that that is awesome, great dude. I always send people to his channel for everything, how how to Bitcoin, this and that. So shout out yeah. to him, and also shout out to Shinobi Brian Trolls for actually getting this uh together and and just you know sharing all this like Bitcoin information because it can be be daunting, and sometimes people like to say Bitcoin is boring, nothing's happening with it, and it's thanks to people like you and your team that are actually bringing forth the solutions that we need in a changing economic uh, just world, economic congi- conditions and, you know, what that transition to a Bitcoin standard is going to be looking like. So I, I really do appreciate all the hard work and dedication that you're putting into this with, with your team, Nicholas.
1: No, thanks. And uh, thanks for having me on your show. Awesome.
0: Uh, that's about it, folks. So go follow Nicholas. Nicholas, where can people find you and the, the team and all, all that,
1: yeah, just mercurywallet.com. Come check out our, our, our GitHub account. And you'll see all the guys that are making contributions. It's yeah, amazing. It's mostly guys who work for Commerce Block, but occasional outsiders are contributing. If you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter, Gregory underscore Nico. I'm not a prolific tweeter. I try and avoid the, the Bitcoin maxi stuff. But yeah. That just means that you're
0: busy and you're productive and you're making shit happen.
1: I, I do yes, read Twitter. No. It is entertaining. But yeah, thanks.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, guys, thanks again for listening. And as always, own your failure because God knows our so-called leaders do not. Peace out. Sorry, Nara. Adios to next time. Toodles. And that will wrap it up for this week's episode. Thanks again for stopping by and listening. Hope you enjoyed it. It was a nice a little concise less than an hour convo that I had with Nick. So again, Nick, thanks again. Shinobi, thanks again for sending this up. And as always, thanks again to our sponsors, Shift Crypto. Go to shiftcrypto.ch. For 5% off a Bitbox O2. And yeah, I'm excited about wallets in general and Bitcoin in general. So a lot is happening and a lot's going to be happening here on the network. So make sure you tune in every week for my episodes, Luke's episodes on Fix the Money, and of course, Corey's flagship episodes. So as always, peace out, Signar, adios, and own your failure. 'Cause god knows our so-called leaders do not and i will see you cats on the flippity flop peace out mm-hmm.